0: You're listening to Minor Talk, on demand, exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, we are here. We are live, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Minor Talk is live. I'm Adrian Broadus. Sal Montes is with me, my co-host here on the program. Alberto Retas in the building as well. Uh, We probably will hear from Zay Galinda, or maybe we won't. Uh, It's a school night, so I understand. And, hey, no problem at all. Uh, We are just getting ready to start talking some UTEP basketball. Big win for them tonight against UC Santa Barbara, 89-76. I've got a lot of takeaways from this one. I want to talk about individual players. I want to talk about highlights. I want to talk about some future concerns, possible red flags. But overall, uh, a big program victory for the Miners. A victory in which 7,000-plus were in attendance at the Haskins Center. And they were energized. They got a chance to win. A high-flying team, a team that showed a lot of tenacity, a team that uh, had a lot of swagger to them, a personality to them. Was flowing well offensively, unlike last year's uh, stagnant offense at times. Um, they pr- they're you know starting off with a promising start, I guess. Here, uh, you know, to kick off the season, the passing looked crisp, the ball movement was there, defense showed up when it mattered most, uh, and the miners get really their first real win of the season against UC Santa Barbara, a program that was picked to win the Big West, a program and a team that. Didn't didn't have their best player in A.J. Mitchell, but nonetheless – Cole Anderson, uh, Ariel uh, Bland, you look at guys like Josh Pierre-Louis, those guys all have NCAA tournament playing experience and they all are guys. They're really, you know, they're strong players and you could even put Fontette in that mix as well. Jason Fontette uh, had a lot of success as well. This team, bottom line, is a good team out of the mid-major ranks and the minors dominated in the end. They pulled away and uh, it felt good. It It was one of those feel-good victories for this UTEP basketball program. And just think about it this way, Sal. If you're a UTEP fan... You're starving for any sort of positivity after the letdown that is the UTEP football season. And knowing that you have a basketball team that showed up this way, it was uh, I think it was refreshing to minor fans. I think uh, Joe Golding put it best when you put a lot of stock in a game and a season like this. Or if you tell all these players to work really hard, then you want to win big games like this to get players to buy into what you're trying to coach them buy into your program and buy into this kind of mentality this team is fun to watch <laughs> that I'm three games in I enjoy watching them they are entertaining as hell and I'm just I just want to l- hear from some of our listeners at nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine to hear what they thought about this one Sal your first takeaways from this game right here can't get too high can't get too low yeah can't get overly excited not going to overreact whatsoever but again a nice program victory for this team
1: uh, yeah th- there's a lot of uh, a lot of takeaways so so I'll just condense um, what I really want to say just in really two points and then we'll kind of spatter the rest throughout the uh, the show but number one was um, just their awareness and, and their ability to, uh, to make something out of nothing to know where to be um, to know when to pass it when to really just uh these guys were reading the room so to speak and acting accordingly that that's what I really liked you saw what they were able to do in transition which was huge uh, huge guys came in off the bench and contributed they had uh, more set, um more bench points than uh the gauchos and of course uh, more transition points fast break points so that that's what I really liked and I think guys are starting to feed off of uh, or they fed off the energy in tonight's game, especially against uh, Santa Barbara. And uh, I kind of equate them to like sharks in the water. They they could smell that blood and they were able to uh, stay in attack mode from beginning to the end. That's what I really liked.
0: I I completely agree with you, Sal. I think that's a really good way to assess this one. Hey, our telephone number to get things started, 915-505-6009. Big shout-out to the district, which hosted us uh, for the pregame show. That was a lot of fun to be out there, Thirty two, thirty three North Mesa. They still have $8 nachos, and they have the Crown Royal Specials going on right now, great drink specials happening out at the district. So if you're looking for a postgame spot, that is definitely your go-to location. It's the District West 32. 233 North Mesa. Hey, later on into Miner Talk, we'll get into some awards, including our brand new player of the game, which is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell Realty. Check them out on Instagram at Timothy Cantrell Realty for great tips and some listings that are up right now on social media. Also, uh, we'll get to our hot hand of the game, which is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. That's all coming up later on here on Miner Talk as we continue. But first, I, I want to hear from the listeners out there and those who got a chance to watch this one. 89 76 that's the victory for the miners against uh uc santa barbara and uh let's just jump on to social media right now let's go to x formerly known as twitter pinky checks in first I like the CBS Sports announcers. They gave kudos to Texas Western, UTEP coaches, the history, and the Don fandom. Long time deserving to UTEP and fans. Hashtag minor talk. This other uh, message came in from Poncho. Zid Powell and Tay Hardy can ball, and they're not afraid to drive the basketball to the basket, something that they didn't do much last year. The whole team played great defense and hustled all night. UTEP men's basketball is looking good. Hashtag from Rip City Trades. If you're a UTEP fan and you're not yet smitten by this team, well, it's time. It's early, but they play some fun basketball. It's been a while, I feel like, not since the Barbie teams. Hashtag minor talk at 600 ESPN El Paso. It's an interesting thought right there. Um, and this is coming in from Pinky. I just, uh, or this is from Pablo Salazar, I should say. Watch our Conference USA. This mi- uh, this minor hoops team looks really good uh, in the season opening games. Hashtag minor talk. So he thinks that uh, Conference USA should watch out. I like it. Hey, Pinky also chimed in. Buffalo must have lost uh, from cussing downstairs. My team got the dub tonight. Go Miners! Picks up. And that's coming uh, from... Pinky here on the show. Our telephone number, 915 505 6009 to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on social media and then online, of course, 600 ESPN El com. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 915 505 is the telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN Paso dot com and 600 ESPN Paso on social media as we continue. Hey, qu- uh, three quick things that I just want to note. Um, I thought the passing was crisp. I thought the offense played with toughness. They persevered through a bit of, you know, a couple uh, scoring ruts that they had. They have a personality to their offense as well. Like, mm-hmm. they play with a, a bit of a, I don't want to say a chip on their shoulder, but they pay, play like they have something to prove every possession, which is kind of fun to watch. Like, they want you to be impressed yeah. by them. They've got swag to them offensively, which is cool in itself. They're cheering. They're clapping. They get the crowd involved and into to it, Sal. And, yeah, they maybe maybe missed a alley-oop or two. They turned the ball over yeah. uh, a couple times, seven to be exact. But to be honest, I mean, I felt like this group really sh- showed how last year's offense... Felt more stagnant. And I don't want to call the offense reliable yet, because when when I'm talking about a reliable scoring offense in basketball, that's one that can score on any given possession. I don't think they're there yet, but they have that potential. And they have a lot of shot creators. I mean, think about a true freshman like David Terrell Jr., who's playing real minutes. He's scoring real points and actually creating his own shot. Sal, he doesn't need people to create his own shot for him.
1: what I really like is um, you mentioned the shot creativity, which I think is there. But um, really, what we talked about the last couple of years was just how is this team from uh, for mid range? You know, we attacking. They they really weren't that impressive, but you know in tonight's game they were able to showcase what they've improved on of course it's a small sample size the first real test of the year but when they attacked, they were able to be creative at the rim and finish or they were able to uh, you know pull up uh, I don't want to say Kareem like hook shots but you know kind of in that same same area away from the rim and able to get it off I mean sure there were a couple of blocks but even when things didn't go their way on offense and you know there, there was a turnover or a pass was missed you saw the body language and it, there wasn't no no head they got right back at it, and uh, speaking of a missed alley oop, right after that, I can't remember who it was, but immediately after the rebound, there was a steal from the Miners. They, they got the ball twice in like two seconds, something of that nature. So you really like to see them be aware and you know kind of make up for their mistakes, not even hang their head.
0: And I felt like that's what they did. Even I, I felt like the worst part they had offensively was like a four-minute scoring drought in the first half where yeah. they were struggling to score, and UCSB went up. They they led, I think, that point seventeen. And even at that point, UTEP gets themselves out of it. But when you actually have to point fingers and think, well, who got them out of it? It was Zid Powell, man. Mm. That guy's an alpha. He's my favorite player to watch on this team. Every single time he gets the ball I feel like he can score. I feel like he was the best player on the floor tonight and I feel like many nights we're going to say that. Zid Powell can win them games alone. He It, it was a lot of your turn, my turn between him and Tay Hardy and I thought Tay Hardy uh, kept up. And last year I felt like Tay Hardy had different points. Like sometimes he wanted to maybe be a shooter. Sometimes he wanted to be uh, you know, I, I don't want to say he wanted to be this, but maybe we thought of him as a shooter. We thought of him as yeah, an off-ball guy. We thought of him as this uh, scoring-first uh, guard who is coming in from Southern Miss and going to immediately help this team. But I feel like now he is so much more of a well-rounded player. He is showing that he has a lot of different tools in his bag, and he pulled them, He pulled a lot of them out tonight, including that uh, miraculous pass that he had where he was like stumbling to the ground and then uh, somehow getting gets it off to Corey Camper Jr. for an easy layup down low. So, I mean, nice plays like that make you encouraged moving forward about this backcourt uh, that is built with Zid Powell and Tay Hardy. Hey, our telephone number 915-505-6009. We'll get Alberto's thoughts in just a second. But first, let's go to the phone lines right now. Let's welcome on here on the program. It is uh, first up Mike from Austin. Mike, welcome aboard again. How's it going, man?
2: it's going good gentlemen um, yeah Sal we didn't uh, we didn't score a hundred points so uh, your point is well taken um, <laughs> I'm, I'm being just a little cheeky there um, the uh, great win by the miners um, you could almost consider it a signature win at this point early in the season and maybe even in uh, coach Golding's uh, coaching tenure here. um, I wanted to point out a couple of things, just two things. The first is that uh, even on the broadcast, the CBS broadcast, they mentioned what we've been talking about for the first two games is how even early on in this season, how this team is sharing the ball and making shots. And they even said, if you can't, if they're going to go on transition and strike a 3 then who what are what are other teams going to be able to do against that so i mean that was just a a, a little you know point that you know we've been talking about how how cohesive this team seems to be early on in the season and they're just going to get better hopefully and the second thing is um, and I'm going to get your thoughts on it. Then I'll hang up. Is um, man, while I appreciate Coach Golding's um, um, his his talk about Kalu and how how hardworking he is and what a good kid he is, I almost feel like he's a liability.
3: Mm. He just
0: off the top rope, Mike. A little Kevin Kalu conversation.
2: I I, I I hate to say it. Okay because he goes he goes strong to the board and he misses the shot and then he misses his free throws and then he gets in foul trouble and it's like wow man i mean i almost feel like we're better off with you just not on the court and i hate to say it but i mean if you're going to go strong to the basket and miss the shot and then you miss your free throws, then, then you're still at zero. So uh, wh- what are we doing? And so I'm, I'm going to hang up and just uh, get your thoughts on it. But, uh, okay.
0: Hey, think- good stuff, Mike. Hey, I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you weighing in these past three shows. You, you've been pretty consistent with us, so I appreciate you hanging with us uh, and being excited about some UTEP hoops. I want to get to the Kevin Callu discussion later. I, I don't want to talk about it now. We'll get to it later, and it's going to be a good one because I think, uh, you know, a lot. if you've been around Minor Talk for the last three years, you know how we feel. Uh, let's get out to line number two. It's Drew who is next on the phone lines our telephone number 915-505-6009 great call there by mike let's see if we can follow it up with another good one by drew drew good evening what's happening
4: not too much uh yeah so a few things i wanted to throw out there uh first first and foremost uh you know just like i said last time i uh, spoke a couple weeks ago um on the show uh talking about- you know, every game does matter. And I saw something from that game. I mean, it's my own opinion, but I saw that they were giving high energy. It's a Golden type team. You look at his old team uh, where he previously was, they played hard. It's his third year. So you're finally getting to see his type of guys. Um, I think that's important. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I feel like this is the best point guard I've seen at UTEP. Uh, since probably Dominic Artist. Yeah, think that that's a, a, that's a good bigger. one.
0: That's a really good one. I mean, right. do you consider <laughs> him, you know, a lot of minor fans will always uh, put a little asterisk, though. Do you consider him a true point guard? Do you consider Zid Powell a true number one point guard?
4: I'll say that because he's a facilitator. Now, he's a scoring point guard, so I'll say that. Um, but, yeah, he gets to the bucket. Um, I, I saw him go at it, uh, I want to say, opposite of the tunnel, and he put it in a guy's chest and... Because he is a bigger body point guard, he was able to score Mm. at that guy's chest. Um, Yeah, so I would say a scoring point guard, but he's a Philly guy. So if you think about the good Philly guys we had at UTEP, the first one that comes to mind is Stephon Jackson, leading scorer in UTEP history. I mean, he's that type of guy. He's got that swagger, that Philly grit um, is what I see from him. Uh, And then going back to uh, what I was talking about, 17 turnovers, uh, creating uh, 28 points off of that. We had seven turnovers. Anytime you can get under seven turnovers for ourselves, you know, us uh, not having more than 10 turnovers is a plus. Um, Again, 17 turnovers for the defense, um, 28 points off of that. Our defense is creating turnovers, 24 points off the bench. It's only coming from three players. I think, you know, a guy like uh, DeSanjos will get his game going a little bit later. But I see this team as being um, maybe, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and say that we're going to be number one in conference USA, but I think that we're going to be better than that five, four spot maybe competing for, a two or three, um, and then maybe getting a shot at the tournament, um, uh, at least with Conference USA, in my opinion.
0: Great call, Drew. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. The stat you highlighted, the one that I want to you know, reemphasize again, we're going to talk a lot about the other uh, stats that you brought up, but the 24 points off the bench, Sal, that's something we haven't seen in a while from this UTEP basketball program. They're, they they have depth. They talked about depth all offseason long and you just wanted to see it in front of some real, I don't want to say real town, but a Division One school. Like a a UC real Santa test, Bar- I Bar- guess. Yeah, yeah, a real test. There you go. And you wanted to see it against them and tonight the depth showed up. I mean, David Trell's creating his own shots out there. I agree with him. I think Jonathan Dos Anjos will get his own but he only had one shot attempt so I'm okay with his play tonight. Corey Camper's going four for four with eight points tonight, giving yeah. him some juice off the bench and then it's highlighted highlighted by Elijah Jones nine points off the bench and
1: six boards yeah and and I think the play was meaningful we we talk about the 24 points off the bench was which is incredible I I think people have been wanting more offense and they were able to get that today but why were they able to do that it's and it really just starts from the base they get the rebound and push it they're moving with purpose out there and that's why they were able to uh to beat uh the gauchos to certain spots and and get easier buckets and and when they were defended they were able to be creative around the rim or, or get that shot up so kind of of, uh, I don't want to say pick your poison just yet. It's only one game, but they were able to take what the defense was giving them, and, and moving forward, they had a they had an arsenal of uh, of options out there. So you got to give them credit, man. Some of those reboundings were like. Elbows out type of rebounds and then immediately push out with it uh, with the pass. So I, I liked it.
0: Hey, uh, let's keep things moving here on the program nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Next up, Diego. We got one free line. Now is the time to weigh in. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Diego, good evening, man. What's happening?
5: Hi, I just, uh, I, I just want to say I, I went to the game and uh, I just thought they played amazing. I'm new to basketball, but that number zero Kyle, he played. He played great. And, uh, yeah, he, be, he
0: did play pretty well. I'm glad you're new to the sport. Glad you're joining in here on Minor Talk, Diego. Give me your th- – I mean, was it exciting for you? Because I felt like tonight's brand of basketball is really was really exciting.
5: Yeah, and I, we felt the energy in the crowd as well. You know, UCSB was a tournament team last year, and I don't know if they're bringing back a lot of players like they were last year if they're the same team, but to see UTEP beat them – and pretty convincing fashion. And they had a lot of mistakes as well, but they still came out the win, so that's good.
0: Yeah, they did have some continuity from last year. It's not like the entire team is back from last season, but they did have some continuity from last year's squad, and uh, that is definitely exciting. Hey, Diego, good job, man. You're new to this sport, but not new to uh, you know conversing here on the radio. So I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Thanks for your opinions. Hey, our telephone number here on the program, 915-505-6009, to weigh in on the show, 600 ESPN El Paso on X, formerly known as Twitter, and also at 600 ESPN El Elpaso.com. Hey, UTEP defeats UC Santa Barbara 89-76. Uh, let's swing it out to Alberto. Before we get out to our, our pal Robert Urquiri, Uh, let's go out to um, you know Alberto here in our studio. Alberto, you got a chance to watch this one close up, uh, and you got to see this UTEP squad. Give me your instant reactions. UTEP getting a big victory over Santa Barbara.
6: Yeah, that was a fun one to watch. I think everyone that was in in the Don uh, really enjoyed being there and, and enjoying that uh intensity the the emotions in the in the stadium and it was just a great game all around obviously it was it would have been better had uh, a.j. Mitchell played I'm not cool to not see him play it was really weird too he went through all the progressions and just didn't play I kept expecting to see him in the second half and I didn't but for me what I'm just most looking forward to in this season is the three guys Corey Camper jr. David Terrell Jr. and Elijah Jones. I think that with these guys developing it, as the season goes on with the conference games is coming, I think it's going to be really exciting to see them develop and see where they, they
0: take the season. Interesting. You you take more from the newcomers than you do from kind of like the alphas, so to speak, on this team, like your Zid Pals, your Tay Hardys, or even your Calvin Solomon who played great. Is it because you want this team to have depth and you kind of feel like they're going to have to lean on their depth? Is that why you, you're uh, emphasizing the newcomers specifically? Or did you just- Just want to see some new guys in a UTEP uniform and see what they could do. I think a little of
6: both. I just want to be reassured, and I think the minor fans as well want to be reassured that the guys that not only were recruiting but also putting in in the minor uniform are, are, are gonna give us some quality basketball. Okay, give, give the teams some quality shots.
0: You know? Okay, I, I get you, Sal. I'll swing it to you because uh, you've been you and I have yeah. been around this program for a long, long time. So we've seen the highs, the lows. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like we just can't get too excited or too down on anything of now. Course. Nothing phases. We learned us. our lesson. Right? We we learned. <laughs> our lesson once or twice here um I, I'm very excited about that backcourt, man. Um, and I, you know, he, Alberto over here reeled off some really good names like yeah. David Terrell, and and uh, you also talk about Corey Camper Jr. Well, David Terrell's going to play that backup point guard role, the Zid Powell role. He'll play the backup uh, number 1. And then Corey Camper fits nicely in the number 2 or 3 role, so he could be a sixth man off the bench yeah. right away, play a lot of minutes for them. I was reassured. I thought that was a great word he used, reassured. i felt. I like I was reassured tonight of the depth that they want to show all season long because I we heard calls like oh, 10, 1011 how can they actually get to 10 12 guys throughout the season yeah maybe not 10 but maybe you've got yeah. eight or nine and that's pretty solid if you're talking conference you say
1: well you got to have as many players as you can be available for a variety of reasons you know unfortunately a part of the game is injury you don't want to see it but if somebody you know unfortunately goes down somebody's gonna have to come in and fill that fill that that role right that's number one but the other part is foul trouble if if somebody's in foul trouble who you're used to having in the game around the 15 minute mark and you know they got two fouls within the first two minutes how is that going to change your game plan so what you saw tonight was was nice you want to see it you know be 100% all the time but there's going to be a point in time where you're going to have to call on those other guys and we'll, we'll see what this team can do with that type of um, opportunity I guess you could say when, when their backs are against the wall and it's not going their way how are they going to respond but what we saw tonight is a, is a nice sign to get you know, just a glimpse of what they can be in those situations.
0: Hey, let's go back to the phone lines right now. 915-505-6009. we got one phone line available. If you'd like to weigh in now, it's the time to do it. 915-505-6009. Next up is Robert, who's joining us. Robert, welcome back to UTEP Basketball, my friend. What's happening? Hey, Adrian. What's going on? Long time, man. Huh? Long time, man. Are you are you excited about this basketball season? I mean, where are you at right now, Robert? I'm still here in Santa Teresa coaching out here now. Okay, so great, st- good stuff, oh, they, man. Um, so, yeah, this one, uh,
5: I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but uh, there's two things you could take away from this squad just right off the bat. It's just the attitude that they have, ability and handle adversity, you know, and that, that attitude is just so contagious, and it starts with Zid Powell, of course. Um, and it's not, and I like it because it's not just, game situation I was fortunate enough to catch a practice and they practice the exact same way dudes are in each other's ears. they're fighting for every ball diving on the floor you know it's, it's all high energetic and they they just want it you know and I don't want to get too ahead of myself but you know if they keep playing like this and just keep fighting for everything you know this team could be a problem for a lot, for a lot of groups
0: you know, it, it, you say a problem, and I think about some of the uh, opponents that they have, where they're gonna ha- they're gonna be punching above their weight. And I'm talking about just on paper, right? Oregon, even Loyola Marymount, which is a top 100 team in the country. Uh, those are the teams right there, right off the bat, that they're gonna be having to uh, compete against. But I feel a fearlessness in this group right here. I kind of feel like I don't, you know, I don't. Again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I don't want to say that they're gonna go on the road and beat and upset Oregon or anything like that. But I just want to say. That that last year's team, I felt like they were, you know, unfortunately unmatched, uh, outmatched against groups like Texas. They just didn't have an opportunity to ever compete against those squads. And even the upper echelon of Conference USA, you just didn't feel great about last year's squad holding up offensively. I mean, defensively, they can hang with the best. I mean, this year's squad, what you kind of see is a little bit of what they had in that first year in 2021. And they might have more of an identity than that year. And that might mean because it's Joe Golding's guys, it's his own recruits, his own players, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. What do you think about that?
5: Yeah, I mean, on offense, they run so many sets that create so many different options for their, and it fits their kind of mentality where they have guys that can just create. Last year, they didn't have that. This year, they have guys who can go and get their own type of bucket and make situations out of nothing, you know. And I think that's going to go a long way. You know, defensively, they're going to hang with with the best of them. They're going to give up some. You know, with that high-intensity defense, but they're also going to, you know, create turnovers and get some get those transition buckets. But I think this year, what they have is the ability to score in that half-court set. You know, and if they continue playing like this, you know, it's like I said, they they they'll make some noise. you know, and it's going to be a fun year to to watch. And I really am happy with what I saw today.
0: Well, I hope that we have this same conversation in February, my friend, because remember, it's a long season. It's a long, long season. Last year, we were in February counting the counting down the days until the end of the year, and unfortunately, I mean, we love doing minor talk, no doubt about it, but it was just tough watching that group when you knew that they had a ceiling and you knew they probably reached it right there. Hey, nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number to get into the program. Six hundred ESPN El Paso online, and of course. On on X, formerly known as Twitter, let's keep burning through calls. We got to, we got more calls to get to. Now on five five zero five six zero zero nine, our pal Milkman is next up on the phone lines. Milkman, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? We're talking basketball, Milkman. Not talking football oh, yeah. tonight. Although I've got I a lot know. of you, I've got I a know. lot of football stuff in the bag, I'm ready to go for Saturday. Sal, football is well, ready to go. Well, Minor talk good. is going to be exciting, all in, man. <laughs> I'm all in too. <laughs> uh, Milkman, we're talking fo- uh, basketball tonight. What do you think, man?
7: Well, I got to tell you, so I did not think I was going to be able to watch this game. I'm I'm out of town uh, uh, working, and I was luckily able to see this game. And I got to tell you. I, it's been a long time now again I want to want to caveat that you know I, I let's not get ahead of ourselves because it is just the third game but having said that <laughs> my conscience is clear to say I was impressed with this team and I have not been impressed by a minor team even when they win in a long time I mean this was really impressive I mean just the the aggressiveness and the, and the defense, I I, I felt like I was watching an, an old Haskins team, you know, it was really, really impressive tonight. I, you know, it just, I I mean, it, it's the and and the points in the paint is what gets me. I, 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 I can't tell you how many times I was like, and I, you know, you probably remember me calling in the minor talk going, why do they keep just pulling up and shooting threes? What are they like? Why? What are they doing? And so, I mean, the points in the paint, the aggressiveness, the defense. I mean, like they were saying on uh, on uh, TV, the announcers were like, "God, they had two kills, the three back to back, you know, defensive stops." Uh, that was <laughs> it was it was really impressive, and I. I I just like that feeling. I haven't felt it in a long
0: time. You know, who's uh, who are some of the names that impress you the most and why? Oh Powell, ha, absolutely. Top uh, at number one is Powell. What
7: what he? I mean, he basically uh, what was what was very cool about it was he took the game on his on his back in the first uh, half. However, you never got the feeling that he was being like a ball hog or being. You know, uh, selfish. I mean, he was still a team player, but God, he just he just took it on on you know on his shoulders to uh, well keep them in the game, I guess you you could say, uh, because they were tied. But I gotta say, had the miners not missed so many layups in the first half, they I don't think that game would have been tied at, at halftime. I mean, I God, there were so many missed layups. I was like, are you kidding me?
0: Well, I also um, thought about but, man. I thought the the refs were just calling everything in the first half. That first half seemed to drag from a fouls perspective. Just forever. Yeah, it felt like forever.
7: Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, no Powell was impressive. Um, uh, Hardy in the in the um, in the second half. Um, they, yeah, they those they definitely stand out. But all, I mean, all around, um, uh, I I always like uh, Frazier. Um, I, I always think he, I, I, I just, you know, I think you've got, I think he's got a lot of heart, you know, um, but all around they, they played, uh, I think you were making a point earlier, you know, that they're, they're deep, you know, they, they're, which again, is something we haven't seen in a while. So, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of basking in this tonight. Cause you know, I mean, obviously, if they don't keep it up, we're not going to feel this, you know, again, but uh I, for tonight, I am very impressed.
0: Okay. Very impressed. Alright Milkman We got you down uh, Mark, uh, Mark Milkman down Is very impressed tonight Sal. So, uh, we'll keep that In the books Hey good stuff Milkman Appreciate you calling us On a work trip man That shows you How impressed you were You felt compelled enough To actually call in So good stuff there Milkman Really appreciate it Our telephone number 915-505-6009 By the way We're presented by The Oscar Idea At the agency The Oscar Idea At the agency right now Is searching for new nominees To be the next Hometown hero If you have somebody that you know, somebody that you have in mind who should be nominated and recognized during the next UTEP basketball game as their hometown hero, visit their website OscarIDAtTheAgency.com. They have a hometown hero uh, tab, and you can actually nominate somebody there uh, with the Oscar at the agency, the official insurance agent of the Miners. Let's go back to the phone lines right now, 915-505-6009, then we'll take a break, then we'll get more thoughts from Sal and Alberto. Coming up next is Bill here on the show, bill good evening what's happening
8: how's it going guys
0: hey bill we're hanging in thanks for calling in what's going on
8: oh i'll tell you what i'm a i'm a proud utep alum i'm uh back in the 80s i was a football player and in 81 i played also got to play a of basketball and wow. uh, i was at the start i was at the start of the glory years and i'll tell you what watching these guys play reminds me a lot of the 81 team we uh we beat Wyoming uh, twice in the WAC. Didn't go to the NIT, didn't go to the NCAA. And uh, we changed football coaches, and I was told, I started as a freshman on the football team, and I was told, hey, if you want to play uh, both sports, you can sit on the bench of both sports, but if you want start in football, you better go straight football. And I uh, chose to go football, and lo and behold, the next three years I was in school, UTEP dominated the whack. And uh Is your last name you Turner, what, Bill? Yeah. Oh
0: wow. Hey, yeah. this is a great story,
8: Bill. Hey, good stuff. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you know, like I said, I, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed the years, you know, and I look back at it with Coach Haskins and all that. And I learned so much from him. And uh, you know, uh we had some great players, you know, I was I was part of a freshman group with Kent Lockhart and uh, Pony Goodwin and Don Bronson and Juden Smith and Dave Fidel.
0: Lester Goodwin uh, was on that team
8: too. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I, I could just this team reminds me of the 82 team. We uh, had some injuries and they redshirted Fred Reynolds and all that stuff. We ended up winning the WAC, uh, went to the NIT and then next year, 83 is a special year, we got we were sitting at like uh, I think fourteen or fifteen and 0 had beating Indiana, uh, with Bobby Knight beat uh, Arizona, the Arizona Wildcats in Arizona, beat Arizona State, beat Michigan, beat Ohio State. They were ranked
0: that year, right? UTEP was oh, yeah. ranked oh, yeah. that season, like oh, like in the top a, ten, I think.
8: Well, I think we got as high as number five, and we were undefeated, and they lost their first game. I think it was the Colorado State.
0: Wow, four and, seed that uh, year I mean, in the NCAA tournament, a number
8: four seed. That's amazing. Yeah, yes, and I mean, uh, uh, we were number four in the nation on in the AP polls. Uh, and uh, I can remember the, those years camping out. You know, everybody would camp out uh, over there by the ticket center, three, four, five, a week before to get game uh, tickets because it's already sold out, and people would go pitch their tents yeah people would go pitch their tents and uh uh wait to get the tickets but i'll tell you what this this team kind of reminds me of uh, of the 82 team where they're really getting to the point where uh they're learning how to win and i was watching the game you can tell they're having fun they you know they have smiles on their face they were giving a heck of an effort and it's just so great to see uh Great to see the Don Haskins Center starting to fill back up. And, boy, if uh, if that gets back rocking like it used to and, and everything, you know, good, good things are ahead. It's just, you know, sticking with these guys. who are you know, in some uh, ups and downs, you know, peaks and valleys. But I'll tell you what, sticking with this and just hanging in there and watching the team grow from this, it, it looks like it's only going to get better.
0: Hey Bill, great stuff, man! I really appreciate it. Um, Good, good uh, conversation here. Love the, uh, you know, just remembering back on, um, you know, the '80s and some of those teams. I love the comparisons and uh, good stuff there, Bill. It's it's great to hear from you, especially knowing that you've been around this program for a while and that you see it from a completely different, uh, you know, perspective as somebody who played for the program and then also somebody who's rooted hard for this program. So good stuff there, Bill. Hey, our telephone number now. One five five zero five six zero zero nine. We tried to keep Uteb Zay away today. It's a school night, and he's somehow here. Uh, I think I'm gonna get into big trouble with George uh, here at, at some point. Sal, we might have to run out of the building, out of here afterward, or something, man. Um, you know, or or we might have to send them home with some extra food or something, like some some uh, <laughs> extra, yeah, you know, I don't know, like a Friday night meal or something. So then uh, they could be a little bit more lenient toward this. Uh, I, I don't know. You call it a curve. Curfew here because he's here. It's not necessarily a curfew. He's here.
1: Zay's not here I, I don't see Zay at all He is uh, Last I heard He was at the library Studying for um, This exam That that was not Basketball related Now There may have been Visuals There may have been um, Pages in the book That were motion picture And That book was inside The The Haskins Center If you put on The um, The virtual reality go. headset there So I go. think that's What's going on So if you hear a voice That sounds like Zay It's It's artificial intelligence He's not here He's studying right now I promise Well
0: We'll get to AI Zay. We'll get to more from Alberto. We'll get some more from Sal here in just a second. Let's take a timeout right now. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar at the agency. More in a moment. More on UTEP's win against UC Santa Barbara here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Alright, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar at the Agency. They've got several locations in town for your home, your auto, your life insurance needs. If you're renting call the Oscar Adieta agency they can help you out for all your insurance needs that's the official agent of UTEP Miners, Oscar Adieta the official sponsor here on Miner talk as we continue we'll also get to our hot hand of the game brought to you by wind supply El Paso and our Timothy Cantrell Realty player of the game coming up later tonight but let's keep the phone lines moving actually before we get the the phone lines moving uh, UTEP defeats UC Santa Barbara 89 76 our very own UTEP Zay is in the house he got to chance to watch this one. He chose UTEP tonight over Chapin Franklin, which is uh, interesting in itself, but Zay, you made the right choice. It was a very entertaining matchup tonight for the Miners. Uh, give me your thoughts. Instant takeaways. Yeah, you know, this is going to
9: be a really fun team to watch. I mean, we saw it the first two games, right? You were kind of skeptical. I mean, skeptical. Uh, Skep. Tip, well i can't even Skeptical. say that yeah it's, I got late, I it's late for me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know you saw how fun this team could be against uh non-division one opponents obviously you hoped that that would carry on and it did we saw some times where you know you're hitting tay hardy in the corner for a transition three and you know this crowd is going wild so nonetheless they're a really fun team to watch they're they're pretty good obviously they beat uc santa barbara who you know pick to to finish first in, in the Big West, per, uh, perennial powerhouse at, at this point, right? And even, you know, they were without their best player. I think this is just a really overall fun team to watch. And obviously, some defensive uh, concerns at times, right? But um, I'm not worried about that. You know, Joe Golding is the head coach of this basketball team. I'd rather
0: there be defensive concerns than offensive concerns, so... Yeah, I hear, I hear what you're saying there. Um, now, Zay, you tell me, because uh, we, we have to, you know, we understand the expectations, the reality of this squad. Where are you with this program right now? Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? Or do you want to buy in early with this group, or do you want to be cautiously in? Like, you you want to be a fan? You want to be in on this? Not necessarily a fan, but do you want to be in on this team? Maybe, uh, you know, buy into what the, the mindset is and the philosophy is on this team, but maybe also know that they will be growing pains where are you are you all in or are you cautiously in
9: um is there in between cautiously in and no, all in? no, no. Oh, <laughs> all right then you know i'm just gonna do it i'm all in you know, oh, you know someone someone Get record this someone record this you know if utep is 14 and 18 later on the season just put it back in my face i'm all in you know this team is just so fun to watch you know after the game they're going and celebrating with students like how can you not be all in right you know concerns, I'll put those away for now. I'm all in on this team.
0: Sal, is, isn't is this the same man who is all in on, uh, and hey, hey, I don't want to, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about UTEP <laughs> football. I don't want to get into a can of worms. This man was uh, formally all in on y- Gavin Hardison. Y-
1: you know what? <sighs> uh, I'll say this. I think the difference is that, um, you know, th- this team has shown what they can be, and and finally, did it against a solid test. Whereas with the football team, let's face it, they, they were overachievers that, that really kind of just went above and beyond and, and never really got to that level again. Uh, I, I don't know about the Gavin Hardison stuff, uh, you know, definitely wishing him a, yeah, a healthy recovery before pro day, but um, of course. I, I don't know. I think the the reasoning to be all-in on basketball is is more valid, I'm in my okay. opinion. I'm so. still
0: all-in on Gavin Hardison. Okay, you know? yeah, hey, pro <laughs> prospect. Yeah. Gavin Hardison wants to throw on pro day. Hey, let's do it. Let's keep things moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We got Ronnie who is joining us first. Then we got George and Frank the Tank. George, hang with us, man. Uh, and uh, same with you, Frank the Tank. Hang with us. Ronnie is next up on the phone lines right now, 915 505 Nine, Ronnie. Good evening, man. What's happening?
10: Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just UTEP basketball, thankfully.
0: Okay, glass half full, glass half empty. Where are you at? Um,
10: this is goldie's best team. I think. I think. I would. I would be. I would say right now, they're probably the third best team in CUSA. Mm, yeah
0: without a doubt wow a doubt, what would you th- what'd heart. you take away from this group because there were some i mean look let's peel it back and let's re- reel it back to the off season. there was question marks on the philosophy and the recruiting of this uh but joe golding maintained it he was very positive about the guys that he brought into this program this this uh specific recruiting class uh give it give it to me were you impressed did it reassure you and you kind of thought that they would be at this point where where are you at with this group
10: um, yeah, I'm all in on. Um, they've got something that they haven't had for a couple years. they got a bona fide star in the powell kit, um, so I don't care what their shortcomings are at times, defensively, rotation-wise. As long as that kid is healthy, as long as he's on the court, just like when they had Sule, boom, they got a realistic chance. He's got obviously got a little more pop than Sule. Um, and so, you know, he's got that alpha dog mentality, and, you know, they don't have to try to grind you out like they have the last couple of years and win games in the 60s. They can go ahead and get up and down. They can have some turnovers. They can miss some free throws. Like, the margin of error on this team is a lot greater than it has been. The other teams, the margin of error was so slim that as soon as one thing snowballed, a missed free throw here, a missed box out here, this player getting foul trouble, or this player have a, you know, a, a bad night. You know, I keep going back to last year, right, when you had the Grimmins kid, and we all kept saying, he's a guy, he's going to be a guy. Like, it just took him a while to show it. And then when he did, he didn't, it, it didn't, like, happened consistently. Like, Powell's already shown you that, just give me the rock and get out of my way. I'm going to go make a lot of things happen, which becomes contagious because then Hardy does stuff. The other kids do things. So, I mean, I, this is the third best team in the league right now. Uh, I think they're better than Western Kentucky. People people are drinking at Western Kentucky Kool-Aid because of what the coach did at Texas Corpus Christi. But... Here's what Golding is benefiting from that a lot of coaches didn't anticipate. He didn't take any two-time transfers that didn't get cleared. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people's best True. players are sitting on the bench and they're not going to get cleared. And look at Keontae Kennedy. He's, you know what I mean? We don't know what's going on with him Six or whatever. school in, what?
0: Three year? Three yeah, he years? Might no, not I'm just even kidding.
10: Play in the in the UTEP game. Um, but yeah, this is Goldie's best team by far, which is what which is one is which is what you want to see in year three. Now, Jim, I know you listen to this, so listen to me now, Jim. Don't go crazy and give them an extension right now. Just, just be patient. Let some things play out, Jim. Okay, like just, just, just chill a little bit, dog. You don't need to go crazy. Just throwing the money around. You got to figure out your football coach situation first. But this is by far uh, Goldine's best team. And I, I'll even tell you one more. This team will be in the postseason in, in some shape or fashion because they got a million of them now. now I don't know if they're going to win the league and be in the NCAA, but they can certainly be, you know, in the hunt for in, in an IT. And I think they can surpass. Lob tech if some things uh, clean up, and I have faith in Goldie in to clean up the things on the defensive end because that's always been his DNA. But I just never knew what he would go and recruit offensively. But now he's got a bona fide star. Hardy's a lot more comfortable. Like I said, they got some margin there they can play with. They can win in the seventies. They can win in the eighties. You know, and of course they know how to do what they got to do in the sixties. But let's hope that's not the the the, the case. But it could be uh, against some some teams. But I think more often than not. You'll see this team get 20-plus wins, and you'll be really pleased with what um, Golding has done. And like I said, Golding shocked the hell out of me because I didn't know what this group was. I knew how good the Powell kid was, but I didn't know what the rest of the kids would be like. And and, and like I said, as long as they keep letting Powell be that alpha who he is and, and let him have the kind of free reign to take an erratic shot here and there, come down for a big dunk, flex on a guy, he'll be all right.
0: Okay. I got some reassurance there from Ronnie. Uh, wow. I mean, come on. You know, I I feel like we've been using the word reassurance a lot tonight. The players are reassuring the the team. You got the alphas on the the squad reassuring the newcomers. The newcomers Mm -hmm. reassuring the fans that this team has depth. Uh, Alberto used the word reassurance earlier, and now I'm getting reassurance from Ronnie because I saw it with my (laughs) own eyes in person, and I thought to myself, man, this is a high-flying UTEP team. Ronnie's called this group. He's criticized before, but he's also given credit where credit is due and he's being very fair to this program, noting that, hey, yeah. they have had that jump. And they have at least looked right now like a better squad than they have in the past. Uh, I also like his assessment on the margin for error, Sal. I feel like, yeah, yeah the margin point. for error, you actually have a little bit more margin for error. And you can make things up like they did. Think about that four-minute scoring rut. They mm-hmm. made up uh, for it early. And they it took them two minutes to get right back in it and take the lead.
1: And, and you know what? How many times did they have a play on offense not go their way, but then they answered back with a solid defensive, uh, you know, stance, so to speak, getting turnovers right after they miss a shot, whatever the case was, they were able to uh, to really just have that that patience within themselves to. Uh, to make those kind of mistakes. And, And they can afford those types of things. Ronnie mentioned it right now. You know, they can do it in the 70s. They can win in the 80s. If it's 60s, they'll have a chance as well. Whereas before, hey, UTEP has to keep this team... It's within 60s no more than 69 after that it's a shootout they might not have a chance but now that that variety factor when it comes to winning um so far looks like they can be in that area
0: okay hey good stuff uh by Ronnie let's keep the thing uh the phone lines moving now 6009 George is next uh and I agree with you there Sal I mean last year I felt like we said over 70 points it's kind of over they keep it yeah. 70 under they they have well, a chance
1: and you know what there's that saying, good teams will find a way to win. Yes. And, and if they can win in the 60s uh, or 70s, 80s, and, and you know have chances in the 60s, that can let you know that they'll be in a lot more games than people will anticipate. So looking forward to seeing – how they can respond when things aren't going their way for a larger stretch than four minutes. minutes—that's uh, It could be fun to see, Adrian. These guys could probably rise to the occasion from what they displayed tonight.
0: Let's uh, go back to the phones. It's George next on the phone lines 915 one five five zero five six zero zero nine. 6009 George, good evening, man. What's happening?
11: Well, I, I, I tend to agree with you guys as far as the reassurance. Going back to last year as, as to this year comparison, I want to tell you, um I've seen Utah at its downward at its at its worst, but I, I've seen them at their best, and that, that's this year. i still I saw Tay uh do some amazing things, especially on that fast break where he was falling down, and he he threw out that pass.
2: What a pass and, uh,
11: you know make make that that dunk happen. You know that was amazing. Sid going up there and, and and dunking right in front of the the UC Santa Barbara, and then getting the the and one you know it's just those amazing plays that that kept happening yeah they they went down early but they they kept their composure and i i think the defense really really stepped up uh you know elijah jones keeps keeps uh showing his productivity it wasn't it wasn't that uh that big today but you know whatever he contributed it was like very unselfish um uh, i think everybody all around kalu did get into foul trouble uh, I know a couple other guys got into foul trouble, but not not nothing to be concerned about. You know, I, I saw a lot of cohesiveness. I saw a lot of a lot of um, one of the one of the things that stood out that has stood stood out to me about this team is their confidence and and their ability to let the let the ball fly and 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 go out there and 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 make a good play. You know, I think that's changed a lot. The the mentality but one of the one of the things I really enjoy watching is their defense, especially in transition and and how they how they're able to fluster uh u c santa barbara and a couple of occasions they they uh they ran out of time and and that's amazing in itself you know that just goes to show the 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 intensity that that the defense has so all in all i I took a lot of good takeaways from this team. I think they're they're going to be able to compete with with a lot of good um, conference USA teams. You know,
0: are you all in, George? That the last two uh, people who've who've jumped on this show said they're all in. Are you all in?
11: I've always been all in.
0: I mean, even when they were at their
11: worst last year, I was all in. I I, I knew what the potential was for this team to have, and I think with the seniors and and some of the. The returning players and and taking the reins and making it happen. I I believe I believe that uh, Dos Anchos and, and Calvin Solomon and Tay Hardy and their leadership. That uh, Otis Frazier, another one. You know, it's just and then Elijah Jones is just so contagious. He just his intensity, you know, raises everybody's level. Sid Powell is another kid, coming come in here and 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 just do his thing. You know. I I do believe this team has the potential, has the good potential. They just need to keep playing as a team, and I think anything's possible for this team.
0: Yeah, I hear you, George. Hey, good stuff, man. Thanks so much for giving us a call. and. Uh Appreciate it again. Hey, uh, he mentioned a name that we haven't talked about enough tonight, guys. That's Otis Frazier. What a fantastic performance by him. Another returning player for this group, and Otis Frazier has a lot of potential, has a lot of upside there, Zay. And I think for Otis Frazier, one of the big things for him is, how is he going to make an impact? Well, tonight, nine points. He has three uh, steals. He is very active all over the floor. Also contributes with a block in 25 minutes. Stats do not do him justice. It feels like he was on a lot of different plays tonight he was very active and I just felt like his presence was made uh you know his presence was felt across that game tonight whenever he stepped on that court
9: yeah all three people post game Zid Powell Tay Hardy and coach Joe Golding they all talked about how big Otis was for them tonight you know and um Zid Powell was not he didn't shy away from him he said you know coming out of that that Coming out of halftime, Otis Frazier was the one that put them, you know, gave them all that momentum. He was everywhere defensively. You know, obviously he got into some foul trouble early, so, you know, it was hard for him to stay on the court. But I thought he was probably the second best player on the court today. I mean, he just played so good. He's such a good two-way player, and um, I just want to see him be more aggressive. I want to see him to score the ball because he's a very talented player.
0: You know, with uh, Otis Frazier, get this, Sal. He is the most efficient player on the floor tonight. Plus twenty-one tonight in his efficiencies. His plus-minus. Yeah, he was plus twenty-one, uh, most efficient player on the court tonight for the miners.
1: I think that that trust level between Coach Golding and Frazier has has just grown throughout the you know the. Right before our eyes, really, since uh, since last season. And, and you could kind of see that trust factor build from Coach Golding and the other guys. I think he was allowing them to use their better judgment out there. Obviously, there's probably certain reigns some guys can't go to. Um, you know, they, they got a certain game plan to stick to. But I think Coach Golding is going to kind of let these guys play a bit because he knows mm, good call. The, the, the fundamentals that they display. There, there's aggression. There's attitude in that. And as long as you're doing the, the little things right, Go off. Go out there and have some fun. So that that's what I'm looking forward to seeing as well throughout the years. That trust just just build. And we saw it a lot tonight. Not just with Frazier and with Powell, but I I mean that transition three. Would we have seen that before on a team that was struggling offensively? They're gonna get extra possessions. You're already there. The ball's moving fluidly. I really like it.
0: When I see Elijah Jones play the way he's playing, I know this team yes. has trust in their players. I know this coaching staff trusts their players when I see Elijah Jones playing the way that he's playing. And and that's a that's credit to him. You just let him play. I like how Joe Golding said it. It's only his third uh, Division One basketball game. Let him play. Let him just go out there and play. Frank the Tank is next. 915-505-6009. Frank, what's happening, man?
3: Hey, you know what, man? I've been following the miners since the '70s. I've seen all the best teams. Joe Golden, they're doing a good job, but we can't be honest about our team till mid-season. Yeah, we have had three games. We played nobodies. We beat UCSD. Okay, everybody's excited. We haven't proven nothing in the last five years.
0: Right, I agree. I understand. I hear what hey, you're hey, saying, hey, Frank. Hey, you know, actually, the last, the last almost 10 years. Let's go back 10 years. Yeah, I mean, but Frank, I, I have that standard as well. When I look at this UTEP basketball program, the standard that I hold this team to is NCAA tournament, right? And and we're saying all of that with context of having this show tonight, Minor Talk. We do this after every broadcast for UTEP basketball, so I get it. Yeah, the, the you, you see success. I see success. I see success as being NCAA tournament back or, you know, postseason success, and that's the standard I ho- hold this basketball program to, hanging banners, which they haven't been able to do in Conference USA since the likes of 2010, and that's the standard I hold this team to as well. But give them some credit, man. Let them w- enjoy this victory against UC Santa Barbara, a team that on paper is actually better than UTEP right now. If you haven't looked, the Big West is a better conference than UTEP in basketball, so that that's just where they're at right now. You know what? I'm kind of impressed
3: with the game that would have been scoring, that would have been playing. But you know, we we've been disappointed for such a long time now that it's kind of killed me. You know, the last time I went to the NCAA tournament in San Jose, California, remember that? The last time we were there,
0: 2010, Butler. I was there. Were you there? No, I was. Uh, I, was I was maybe there. what ninth grade, eighth grade, dude. I'm young. I'm a young Isn't buck.
3: It, I know you're young, buck. you understand. We had a chance in that game.
0: I I was yes. I watched it. I, I know I remember this. Tony Barbie, Tony Barbie was a coach. G- a little Gordon Hayward action there, huh? Yes, yeah. I remember the game. Little Derek character, the- little Randy Culpepper yes. man. Yeah, awesome. And you know,
3: was there UNM? Remember New Mexico? Who's a kid from El Paso was playing for UNM?
0: Uh, that same season is that? Are you referring yes. to that same season? Yes, they were St. Man key the kid from UNM. Hmm, I don't remember.
3: All right, you should know. I should know. Who was it? They went. They advanced to the second round, and we hung out with the, the New Mexico team after we lost.
0: <laughs> Do you, who was it? That kid, I think uh, from Mount Ah, you don't even know. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> you should know. I need, <laughs> I need that. I need that. Give that to me. Now you're gonna make me do some <laughs> digging, Frank. digging.
3: You know what? You know one. <laughs> it's, it was a great kid. About like six, night Great kid. We hung out. We oh, he must night. have been
0: not been that great, right? <laughs> he must no, have not no, been they- that cool. <laughs> no, he was really good. He was really good. He wasn't he was that really impressionable good. though, so he does, no, you I don't remember, remember his name. So, Roman I, I Martinez, forgot. my friend, Roman Martinez, Frank the Tank. I hear you. I hear where you're going with this. Oh, Frank. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for thanks for weighing in. <laughs> Great text there, Sal. Uh, let's uh let's keep things moving. Our, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Good job, Frank. I appreciate it, man. I, I hear you. I hear where you're holding the standard to as far as this program. Come at me with the facts, man. Come at me with the names. Roman Martinez. I know I knew that. I knew who that was. Uh, good stuff there. And I know Hunter very well. He is next on the phone lines. Pinky will follow him. 915-505. Hunter, I was waiting for this phone call. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Yourself? Uh, I'm sad I didn't get to see you, man, tonight. Uh, I'm far away from you now. I know,
12: man. They banned you to the corner. I don't know. UTEP just can't get anything right.
0: Nah, I, just, I probably made some people mad or something like that. <laughs> they don't
12: like honesty, man.
0: Maybe not, uh, or or maybe they don't want me to be a homer. I I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I, who knows? I I've been um you know I've been accused of being both sides. But either way, how's it going, man? What do you think?
12: Oh man, I mean, I, I think someone made the point earlier. Uh, I mean, compared to the football team, the football team has very little margin of error because of their playing style. You know, they they go down a possession or two and they're done because of their style of play. And uh Golding's kind of adapted it looks like to what would work best for for this specific group and the way they play it's okay if uh you know you give up a couple layups or you know you get burned on the back door because you're being a little too aggressive on the front end or or you go on a on a little scoring drought. But I, I think the biggest uh difference from last year is uh they have multiple options. You know you, you can't you can't just guard one player on the offensive possession because uh, so many of them are dangerous so they got they got options all around and uh and the attitude that they play with it is just there's a they they they, they play with with a sense of pride with uh, and that's what I, I said was lacking last year is uh and what I would have never been for fifteen twenty years ago but what now I think is important is you know, we don't have a lot of players playing on the streets anymore, and there's not street ball. When you play out there versus organized, you got to play with some, a chip on your shoulder and some pride. You don't want that guy across from you to take it to you. And these guys have that. Uh, so that's been the biggest difference that I, I, I've seen so far this year is the way they play, you know, with, with, with that attitude. And, I mean, you can't knock or you can't discredit someone like Zid Powell being the reason that that attitude is now here. And to, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay, and I, I'm, there's a couple things that I'm disappointed in, uh, but last year the dog on the team, like the, the dirty one, the, the Dennis Rodman of the team, it was obvious. The only one they had was Calvin Solomon.
0: Solomon, yep. I, I was going to say Solomon. Mm-hmm.
12: And everybody else was soft. And this team, Solomon's kind of gone. He, he's not that guy anymore. He's solid. He's solid. He's doing his part, but there's other dogs on this team that have taken that role. And and that's the, the the starkest contrast to last year is there are bigger dogs on this team than him. And and that's a good thing. You know, I think Zid Powell being number one, I think Eliza Jones being number two as far as a, a dog. And 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 right now, I'd say Otis Frazier is number three in that category.
0: I agree. I agree. I like and your then, one, two, three. I like it.
12: And then you got Tay Hardy that's just stepped it up this year, and and is better in every aspect of his game, in my opinion. Defensively, uh, sharing the ball and shooting the ball, uh, he's just better in, in every aspect of his game. And it might be confidence because of those that are playing around. So they're not going to win every game, and they're they. They're probably not going to win the conference, but they can beat anybody. And this conference is not very strong. So I, I, I see this team finishing top four and maybe a little higher than that if, if things keep uh, clicking for
7: them.
0: Why couldn't they catch a Liberty on a bad night? Why couldn't they catch a La Tech on a bad night in the Conference USA Tournament and pull something off? They've got the personality to do it. What if on the court they just play the mind game and do it that way against their opponents? Because tonight it felt like they just wanted it more than UC Santa Barbara. And yeah, the Gauchos didn't have their best player, sure. But at least to see it against a team that on paper was supposed to be right uh, where UTEP was. And if we're talking about last year's squad, this game would have probably been a lot closer, and UTEP might have lost in the last seconds, just knowing how last year's squad went. And and I reflect back on that Kent State loss last season. Yes, yeah. I felt like that one was not necessarily a turning point, but it kind of gave them a reality check. This is where they are. And I felt like UTEP threw the kitchen sink at a better team in Kent State than they were, and they still lost at home, 47-46 in an ugly slugfest matchup. And I compare tonight's Game to that loss last year and I'm not saying Kent State's on the same level as UC Santa Barbara Kent State was better last year than UCSB is this year but I feel like UTEP didn't even put themselves in that position to be close they just dominated and scored and did enough to to do uh, or to win this game pretty handily and convincingly South, and,
1: and you know what too Adrian to that point that was exactly the game that I was thinking of but kind of what what transpired after that they lose to Kent State 47-46, right? We, we just talked about the ways that this team um, looks like they can win. They lose that game holding their opponent to 47 points. Then you follow that up with a double overtime loss on the road against uh, UAB at Bartow. That's then right. they lose to Rice in overtime as well, followed by a two-point loss at La Tech as well. Those games, you got game, uh, one team scoring 47 and you lose. Another one a point shy of 80 and you lose. 72 points and you lose then allowing 60 and you lose and you mentioned that lack of um That lack of offense that the team had, and this season's team having the ability to get points in transition, a couple of those buckets, and it's a completely different thing. So, if they're in similar situations, I like their chances with this team more than I do last year. It's easy to say after a win, don't get me wrong. But I mean, what we saw today, we didn't see really at all last year for a whole stretch of of a season.
0: Uh, Real quick, Sal, just to that point, I could see this team, if they ever had adversity like last year's team, I could see. Them having a players meeting, throwing things around. I mean, I'm not saying all this is good, right? But like throwing things in the locker room, really making the point stick. And it's alphas. It's like I still I disagree with Hunter in the sense that I think that Calvin Solomon's still the number two uh, alpha on this team, and I think he'll continue to show it as he he's he just hasn't unleashed the dog yet. But he's the dog is still there. Zid Powell's still number one. He's number two in my dog meter. I throw Otis Frazier <laughs> three in my dog meter. And then four, I'll, I'll give it to Elijah Jones. I think Elijah Jones has that teddy bear side, but he also can just spell uh, Calvin Solomon and be the enforcer uh, on the floor as well. So that's my dog, my top four dog meter right there, Hunter, for you. Hey, who else stood out to you, Hunter? Who else impressed you tonight?
12: Well, I'll tell you, I'll go with the negative uh, now. Okay, so good stuff,
0: the
12: thing, yeah. The thing that I think will, you know, if you want to call it a weakness because it had not shown yet but if, if we had that dog big man we don't have it we have a bunch of swing type men and, and, and a great backcourt
0: oh but uh, what about your boy what about what what about kevin callu what about your guy say uh, my my biggest disappointment
12: so far is that guy did not progress and i'm hoping he didn't regress because he really hadn't shown up anywhere and uh you know you you might not make free throws you might not do other stuff but be that dog inside and grab every board that's coming near you and he's not even doing that, you know? So it's it's the lack of a of a true big man that's going to be the tough guy down low that's not going to give up those easy layups, that's not going to give up those cheap rebounds and and that that's going to make it hard for opponents down low. We don't we don't have that on this team. That that's what it looks like. Okay. So that if we're going to look at a weakness that that's where I'd see it. I don't know how good the big men in Conference USA are, so I don't know how much that's gonna gonna hurt them. But you know, just good stuff. And if you have to nitpick, I I think that's that's the point to nitpick. There is, I don't think Kalu progressed, and it it might it might hurt them in, in games with teams with dominant big men.
0: Yeah, I hear where you're going. Uh, hey, Hunter, appreciate it as always, man. Thanks for weighing in. Guys, let's have the Kevin Callu discussion. Let's do it. We were waiting for it. Let's let's open up the Band-Aid, and let's rip the Band-Aid off, and let's do it right now. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar at the Agency. More in a moment here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Pinky's on deck, and we will continue here on Minor Talk. Uh, uh, UTEP defeats Santa, uh, UC Santa Barbara 89-76. Time for the Kevin Calu discussion. Uh, in year one... Uh, Sal and I nicknamed him Crypto Calu like we were buying uh Calu stock Kalu as, coin, if, yeah. as if it was like cryptocurrency at that year but just like cryptocurrency Sal in 2023 uh you know where it's become more irrelevant or not as much of a talking point Kevin Calu has just not shown the jump that I think fans expected him to take they, maybe they expected him to be Zarek Onyema. maybe they expected him to be a bit a uh, big man who could be reliable day in day out but why why what of Kevin callu's yeah. game have you seen to just think or or you know maybe make that assessment right now and maybe the players hear this or the coaches hear this and they think I'm absolutely wrong and you know he's got a great motor he plays terrific defense yeah. he's a perimeter defender who can guard one through five can switch on ball screens like no other I get all that but give me something on offense that I can look at with Kevin callu and think yeah he could be reliable in the front court for them on both sides of the floor. And I don't think he's at that point. I think what uh, UC Santa Barbara found tonight was hey, we'll, we'll take him to the foul line. We'll we'll uh, throw bodies at him and we'll take the chance that he's going to miss at the free throw line. That's exactly what he did. He, he couldn't convert at the free throw line. Moving forward, if uh, other bigs attack him down low, I worry about his offense. And then more than just that, I worry about his confidence moving forward. I, I want him, you know, if he's in this Role. I want him to feel confident that he can take those low post buckets that he's given the green light and doesn't have to, you know, shy away from those right there. The last thing that you want is your big man to lack confidence down low uh, from a scoring perspective because we know what he could do defensively. He's done this since day one, since day one. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like for Kalu, he just hasn't been that offensive guy ever. And so why would you expect something that he's never really done?
1: I, I think it's just the lack of execution. There's other things he can do well, but the lack of execution is definitely hampering him. He goes 0 for 5 from the line tonight. So it's not like he's not getting opportunities. He is just has to cash in, really, at uh, putting the ball in the hoop. And, and aside from that, too, he's being targeted as well. Other teams have Kalu as part of their game plan saying, hey, if you get a one-on-one with this guy, attack it. Whether you make it or miss, doesn't matter. Just keep on attacking. And maybe it's it's mental. I, I don't know. I think he def- he does have the tools to get it done. You just want to see him really just convert just put the ball in the hoop because if if we look at other things um you know free throws aside he goes one for one only two points for a guy who's been here for a while you want to see more production but aside from that adrian and and the four fouls there was no turnovers um you know to his credit as well so when he had the ball he just wasn't putting the ball in the hoop he wasn't giving it away to the other team you're you're not making your free throws so i guess that's just as bad as giving it away you want to see that but um there has to be something you know some some potential in there that they're trying to get out of him you know will he will he crack that code i don't know but you do want to see it so he he has the opportunities and he's a target you wonder if that's getting to him
0: alberto do you have any thoughts on kevin calu here as, as we continue pretty much
1: just the same
6: stuff just the same stuff you guys were going through just there needs to be improvements a guy that's been on your roster for so long you can't have just unproductive days like this it's gonna He's going to just going to work his way down further down on the depth chart. And it's not going to go well for him. Zay, how do you see this?
9: Yeah, you know, we all know why Kevin Cattley's on the floor. Like you said, he's such a good, you know, he defends screens so well. And, and people don't realize how valuable that is, especially, you know, the hedge that UTEP runs, this and the third, right? So he brings that value defensively. Offensively, you know, he's kind of just there. He's 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 not doing much. He's not getting you buckets. He's not. He, he needs to be much more aggressive. He's kind of, he's too passive. You know, this is your third year, right? And I know he's new to basketball. I know, I know, you know, he's relatively new to basketball at least. So, but th- that time has passed. You're on a team that's contending or that wants to contend for a conference USA championship, and your big man is only giving you two points, and he's over five from the line. I mean, that's not going to cut it. That's simply not going to cut it.
0: I feel like their death lineup is their best lineup, guys. That's my overall. You know, maybe the the bigger theme about the Kevin Calu conversation is he doesn't need to be that guy who plays the on Nyema minutes and then you know just gives him whatever on D, you know, on offense, but gives you a lot, a big A-plus on defense. I feel like UTEP can go smaller. That's what I learned from three games into this. UTEP can rock. This is my dream lineup to close out a significant game. Okay, you guys ready for this? Zid Powell at the one, Tay Hardy at the two, Otis at the three, Elijah Jones taking the four spot alongside Calvin Solomon. I think that is, I'm going to stand on that. If, if uh, Elijah Jones can become better defensively, if he can take a big jump there and, and kind of play alongside Calvin Solomon nicely without them missing too much in terms of size. Give it to me. I want to see what that lineup can do in a crunch time situation against a real uh, big opponent. So that would be my dream lineup to kind of watch in, in bigger stretches against quality opponents. So keep an eye out for that. Zid Powell, Tay Hardy, Otis Frazier, Elijah Jones, Calvin Solomon. That's the lineup I want to see moving forward. Hey, let's keep the phone lines moving, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to start winding things up. We still got Friday's game, so I don't want to give it all out here on the on the show tonight. But Pinky is joining us next, 915 505 and Pinky, good evening, man. What's going on? You've watched all right, all right, let me get this out of the way. You've already watched this you've watched this program since the sixties, we know. Uh but your thoughts but on you this beat me do it. Yes, <laughs> alright, alright. We know you we know you've been a fan uh for, for years and years. But uh yes, start from it. there. Start start right after that. Okay. Uh first
13: of all, I'm here to give you reassurance. <laughs> okay and i'm drinking and i'm drinking the kool-aid i've drank it every year so what am i talking about so you're all uh, in i i'm all in and you know uh first of all uh i don't know where to start at i want to say so many things but I've, I've been listening to you guys well forever too um First of all, uh, first I want to apologize to Minor Nation and and to UTEP. that I didn't go, I have no excuse. I just didn't go.
0: It's okay, Pinky. You can you can can, you you just take nights off. It's okay. Yeah, but I got
13: so many messages from my brothers and sisters. Are you at the game? Oh boy, I I, I got you though. It's uh, like you missing uh,
0: church, Pinky. You you feel so much remorse.
13: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, I'm glad to hear that there was over seven thousand tonight a good jump from the previous games, and I hope they keep going. The way that they went to the student section, hopefully the student section will add more and more students as the season goes along. Uh, Another thing, Bill Turner. Bill Turner was All-State at Tula Rosa High School in New Mexico in football, basketball, and track, and he's a big man. So I've known Bill Turner since the late 70s, early 80s. When he played at Tularosa High School, shout he out Bill Turner. There. Let's
0: go second, yeah, well, second I cameo mean, time. He, called, he called in. And said, I gotta
13: call it. I gotta let him know that that you got a fan. Still have a fan over here, but uh, 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 you know it's it's just crazy and, and unusual that that you have different generations of minor fans coming in, and, you, and then you, some guys that have never seen them play in the '70s, '80s. I compared. Uh, you jones today to a young Gary Brewster.
0: I heard you. I heard you on sports talk say and, this, and a
13: and a, and a, and a young a uh, uh,
0: Brandon Wolfram. I heard that. That was that. That one caught me out. I know Brandon Wolfram very well, so I was like, "Whoa!" That made me say, "Whoa!" in the car. Well,
13: yeah, you know, it's it's because I've been watching this team fifty nine years. Yeah. Uh, and and I can say a lot of stuff, and I've seen a lot of stuff, and I've been through a lot of stuff, and I've seen him play here, seen him play there, seen him play in Dallas, seen him play in San Antonio, seen him play in wherever, where I'm at. You know, sometimes I uh, I go out of the way to just to go see him and that's one of the reasons I did move back to this area, even though I'm, not, I'm still in New Mexico. Uh, just was to see, come back and see more uh, local sports. You do you. you you're, you're raised in a in a certain area, and you get uh, adapted to that area, and and you know what's there, and you know what to expect when you go to a certain go to cantio kind of, watch a game, go to Socorro, watch a game, go to Tornillo, watch a game. You know it's 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 one of them things where I I'm, I'm available to do that now. There you go, Pinky. Uh, yeah, and uh, my my bottom line to everybody is go watch the games go watch the girls go watch the boys I went to the volleyball games and everything they're awesome and you know it's the best best, best time in your life is when you go to college games college is a great t- time of your life okay uh, and, and uh, Sal I hope your Lions pull it out this year
8: okay. thank you
1: thank you my man yes yes I love that, <laughs> that if you're going to take away anything from Minor Talk it's the Detroit Lions. Baby.
0: There you go. Yeah. Hey, good shout stuff. Out Pinky. Hey, that's where we're all in on the Detroit Lions. And shout out to Pinky. Good stuff there, Pinky. I really appreciate it, man. Always great to hear from you, man. Uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We're going to take a break. When we uh, come back, we're going to start winding things up. We're going to talk certain players' standouts. We'll talk awards as well. We'll give everybody will give kind of their uh, biggest takeaway from tonight moving forward into Austin P, which is Friday. But we'll give you all those final thoughts. If you want to duck into lake. Call now's the time to do it 915-505-6009 Minor Talk continues Presented by the Oscar ID At the agency More in a moment Here on 600 ESPN El Paso Alright, why did things down here On Minor Talk along with Sal Montes, Alberto Retta, Zay Galindo. I'm Adrian Bratis. It's a full house here today. How about that, Sal? We got, we, yeah. uh, we duplicated over here. We said we said it was just gonna be us two tonight. Alberto showed up. Zay showed up. It's a school night tonight. Uh, hey, at least uh, since Rodney Lewis got a shout out in post game, Zay, maybe you don't have to do any schoolwork tomorrow. Maybe yeah, that'll be the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need to
9: you know send that over to him. You know, just, just give, <laughs> maybe give he me can a help you out. Yeah, yeah. I like
0: that. Um, Alberto, uh, this game uh, had minor. Fans feeling a lot of different ways. I mean, people are really excited. The first thing that they're going to take away is the backcourt led by Zid Powell and Tay Hardy. Um, give me some of your other takeaways. Any other names that we haven't really talked about tonight who impressed you so far? Uh, any other newcomers that really shine to you specifically throughout this win against Santa Barbara?
6: Uh, well, I already mentioned him, but uh, Corey Camper Jr., you know, 4 for 4 from the field. I really like what he's, he's bringing to the table, so I'm excited to see him grow in these next coming games, see if he can maybe get himself a bigger role.
9: I like that
0: one, Zay. What about you,
9: David Terrell? I think he's I think he's incredible. I think he's a good freshman, and I think he's going to see minutes throughout the whole season. Sal,
0: what about you? Who do you like?
1: Oh uh, man, if you had I, to give a name. If I had to pick one, um, I think they've all been mentioned, but I just got to go with one. I'm going to go with uh, with Camper Jr. as well. Just yeah. seeing you know the way that he was able to uh, to react on the floor, and uh, not only that, but he was. Adept at getting in his spot, and and if something wasn't going his way, his reaction to it was uh, was positive. So uh, a nice uh, a nice plug in uh, for the miners off the uh, off the bench. I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do, Adrian. Especially get ready for it. We haven't seen this in some years. Say it. In transition. There you that's go. That's where he's going to shine. Yeah.
0: Love it. And that's what he did today. He showed up in transition and really helped them out. Uh, let's go back to X, formerly known as Twitter. Joe Chacone says, I can't wait for Friday night. Hashtag was going to grade papers tonight, but oh well. Hashtag everyone gets an A tonight. Hashtag <laughs> fourth grade rocks. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag Zane is in training. Hashtag Brock is my OG from Joe Chacone. We need Joe Chacone to be Zay's uh, high school school teacher over here so you can give yes. uh, A's tonight. Yes. Uh, Tristan Pence checks in. The thing that is most exciting to me about this minor team is its bench. In the second half, the miners' bench players played exceptional and actually expanded the lead on UCSB. Is it too early to say Hardy and Powell are the best backcourt in Conference USA? I thought about it today. Tristan, I thought about it. I didn't want to say it, but I thought about it. Uh, good stuff there. Early, it's it is early, but it, they're definitely going to be in that conversation, uh, regardless of whoever's in conference. You say as far as the backcourt goes. My name is Jeff at the Big Bacon. He's our pal. He's been with us since day one. Los Mineros chiming in on the jerseys. Charlie Clark, Pow Pow con la chancla. Hashtag Minor Talk. The <laughs> The, the Gauchos no match for the Miners, baby. Beat Austin Powers on Friday. Man, my name is Jeff. Is on one tonight, Sal. So. He's probably going to
1: Chico's right now.
0: Oh, as always, his man. double
1: double or <laughs> double order with uh, with the burrito and um. Yeah, the restroom's probably locked. I'm sorry, man.
0: Oh man, uh, Augustine. I think that if there are no injuries, hashtag UTEP basketball can compete for a conference title and a spot in the tournament. Even the haters are coming out tonight. And, wow, and they're, that's they're big. In. Breaking news. That is breaking news. Uh, Javier Ramirez checks in. Loving the depth of this UTEP team, the student section was rocking today. Partly thanks to the university sending a reminder to all students to claim their free ticket. Shout out to Joe Golding and the players celebrating with the students at the end. That was awesome. Hashtag minor talk. Paul Reynoso, unlike the past few seasons where we struggled offensively, this year's squad can score. If we find a way to clean up the little things that we might have something special and possibly could compete for a conference championship. Hashtag minor talk. Noah at the Noah G. The fan base is ready, oozing, salivating at supporting this basketball program. The sleeping giant in the minor faithful is so close to being awake. Great start to the season. Uh, This this coming in, uh, let's keep things moving. This coming in from King Eric. Uh, He says, I think this is Golding's biggest win of his UTEP career. Granted, Santa Barbara didn't have their star player, but a win is a win regardless. I'm not jumping on the hype train just yet, coming from King Eric. I would disagree, man. I mean, what, his best win last year was, let's see, uh... Let me think. I guess I guess you have to throw one of the the New Mexico State wins, right? You, you got to throw that mm. one in in the picture. Uh, help me out here, guys. I, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I have where are we one.
1: Going? I, I'm going back to um back to the um the 21 22 season. Uh, the North game Texas? against North Texas. Okay,
0: yeah. that's great. That's a great one. 70 what to
1: 68.
0: Yeah. Are we missing any? Yeah, no, that that one's probably the one that'd be my pick. Yeah, so North Texas was the, the number one team in Conference USA, though, so I would still think that's a better win than tonight. I felt like it was uh, a quality win for UTEP. I mean, look, year one, they lose uh, a game like they should win against UC Riverside. I thought they should have won that game back in 2022 uh, and that was the season, or 2021-2022, the 20-win season that they had. I thought they should have beat UC Riverside that year and they Didn't Uh, last year, uh, or yeah, last year I I felt like they should have beat DePaul, or they should have competed a little bit better than they did. New Mexico State on the road was uh, a 15-point loss for the Miners, and that was disappointing. And I felt like they had an opportunity against Kent State, and they fell short in that one. So this year's squad, at least beating UC Santa Barbara, a good start to the season for this group. Nonetheless, I wouldn't go as far to say best win of his career at UTEP so far, but still, uh, it's you know one of the it's. that it's in that top five at least uh early on into year three sun city caper says love the passion uh ant flow says all right el paso it's start it's time to sell out the dawn ryan guzman says can't wait to see when they go dancing in march whoa pump the brakes man. nice uh man uh man let me join you there too man uh let's see this is go navy uh no actually this is um This is Paul Reynoso. Actually, I read this one already. This is Sleepy Kev. All right, Kevin, here we go. Um, If I'm not mistaken, UTEP also went to an NCAA tournament that year, the last time UTEP dropped 89 versus the first Division I team of a season, the 2009-2010 squad. And, yes, you're exactly right, Kevin. That is the last team uh, to do it. Uh, This is coming from the Little King official. The gray jersey is tough. I need one for the stage. Uh, What do you think, guys? All right, we're going to have to go around the room. Uh, It's going to have to start off with the biggest UTEP uniform hater, Zay, uh, for this squad so far. Zay, uh, everything is positive tonight. Are you going to throw the first negative here?
9: I'm going to throw so many negatives. I mean,
0: just orange on gray? What is that? Gray is a new color of Utah. Oh you didn't hear? You didn't hear? <laughs> I didn't hear, dude, because I walked into the stadium and, or the arena tonight at the dawn, and they told me, somebody said that to me. I was thinking, what? Gray? Gray. And then you confirmed it, and I was like, gray? Yep. So, you know, I, I like the, the
9: Los Mineros. I like the idea. But why does it have to be on gray? Why can't they just be on white? I think I think it would have looked so much cleaner. Just, you know, the, the orange, the blue, on the white.
0: It, it just throws me off when it's gray. What are, you, what are we doing here? Sal, it's been a long debate. In or no. out on UTEP's UTEP Zay's hate on UTEP jerseys? You are you what? in or out on his hate on the
1: jerseys? I'm all in, man. I'm all in. You know why? Because... I have not been a fan of the gray jerseys at all. I don't care if it was Nike, whatever the case is. They're just terrible. They're disgusting. If you want to improve it, I guess the only thing you can do is whatever. Just make it gray, blue, and white. No orange at all. It throws it off completely. If they would have trimmed the numbers in in blue, okay, now you're you're. You're getting somewhere It's not there But you're, you're a little bit further Than where you were before I'm all out on this gray And then the 915 on the, uh, on the shorts What are you doing? What do you? I get it's nine one five night, but is it Los Mineros night or nine one five night? You can't have both on the same day. Don't oh, do man. it. Oh man, okay, I'm turning my mic off. I'm sorry. I
0: love it. Hey, uh, all right, Alberto's is next. Alberto, you've been you've been nice toward the uniforms this year. You, you've said you've been fair and you've given them credit where you feel like they deserve credit. Your thoughts tonight? Uniforms, Los Mineros. No, I really like
6: those. Like, I like the jersey. You know, pro teams go with this type of style, so I don't, I don't mind. You know, the the name change or anything. But, you know, just touching up on some of the stuff you guys said. The, the gray, yeah, I don't like it. It Looks like a dirty white. Sometimes, like I remember one time, Utah was wearing gray in football, and it looked like dirty white. Like they just washed all the uniforms with the black shirt, and they all got gray. This looks a little better. I really like it. My biggest. What really angers me the most, and I'm now noticing this like for all UTEP, is UTEP's. UTEP and the UTEP athletics people have just decided completely to move away from the minors. And nowhere on any of the basketball logos will you find a physical miner. It's all picks, ah, minors, Los Mineros. It's never going to be a physical miner, and it's like, well, what's the point of being the miners if you embrace the nine one five and a pickaxe logo? Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, my favorite thing about watching the stats is before the live stats pops up, there's a logo that pops up on the live stats, and it literally says UTEP Miners with the pickaxe, with the miner swinging a pickaxe and the mountains in the back, and that logo is by far better than anything we've produced in the last three, four seasons. Because it's a minor with the mountains and a pick, you get everything. You want to pick that bad, you get you get it there. But you get the, like you know the nine one five aspect. You get everything, and it's just sad to see the UTEP miners not use a minor, just not be the not. not that's have interesting. We
0: haven't we haven't talked about that. That's a that's a perspective I haven't thought about at all. It's true. I don't. I, what's the, what uniforms actually have the Pater Pete on there? You know, I can't think of them. Right. No. I mean. Zay I, Sal, do you do you, rec- the, do
1: you the, know any of them the do mm, the closest thing I can think of, and I'm thinking of football is when they did those those 80s. The, yeah, the throwbacks. That's the closest I could think of.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, see a lot of Peter Pete on these UTEP uniforms or UTEP apparel. Good point there, Alberto. Uh, let's go back to X or Twitter, as we formally called it. Adrian, at enemy win three says, based on this performance, 20 wins in a postseason tournament is a real possibility. Whoa, uh, Eric Fournier. Good team. Coach cleans up the free throw shooting and a better execution, and this team will be dangerous. They have great chemistry, and Eric's usually tough. So there you go. Uh, Manny David says this: good win tonight. What a game by Zid Powell. I'm in, all in on this team. Twenty plus wins this season? Question mark. Love the hustle. Also, big shout-out to CBS Sports Network name-dropping the Harvard of the borderland. <laughs> Hashtag minor talk. I'm glad we got to read that on air. Uh, good stuff there, Manny David. Thanks for sending that our way. Uh, this coming in from Joe Chacone. He says uh, he he was, like, upset that we didn't read him. He said, you forgot about us. Hashtag we love you, TEP2. Hashtag forgotten. Uh, And then he said, no love for us out-of-towners or people who use their phone to listen to the show or can't call in. Is this hashtag minor talk jail? And then he says, who's in charge tonight on social media? Hashtag so many missed opportunities. Don't diss the jerseys. Finally have some options. Hashtag Zay, it's your bedtime. (laughs) I like it. Oh man, what are we going to do with him? He's he's too crazy, man. He he needs the minor talk band like for for Friday. So like we should allow him to send us all these posts tonight. And then Friday it's it's like the band comes back on. He just takes over the show on social <laughs> media, man. There's no one else who floods us on social media more. And then he's saying who's on social? I mean, I'm like, man, I I'm trying to be, but I can't read all these posts if you're tagging me in all of them. Uh the way that you are. This is coming in from El Tortas 915. Golding should hire Dana Dimmel. Okay. Good stuff there. Hey, uh, let's start winding things up, guys, and winding it down and start talking some awards here on the show. I want to give a big shout-out to our two sponsors. First off, Wind Supply El Paso, and second off, uh, the uh, actually, it's Timothy Cantrell Realty. This coming over from uh, the our player of the game, which is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell Realty, uh, and this one... It should be. It shouldn't really be a debate. It should definitely go to Zid Powell tonight. Uh, when the game was, uh, you know, ever in the balance, he took over. Twenty-three points, nine of sixteen from the field, made a three-pointer tonight. Four assists. That's what he contributed with a steal and then twenty-five minutes of action. So twenty-three points in twenty-five minutes of action. Zid Powell, the Buffalo transfer, showing out tonight and becoming our player of the night. That's brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. Real. If you're ready to take the next step in your home buying process, contact Timothy today. You can reach him at 915-204-8441 via call or text. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Timothy Realtor for the latest listings and tips. Meet Timothy Cantrell. He's your trusted real estate agent with over 20 years of experience. Timothy Cantrell selling the dream one property at a time and the official award recipient sponsor here for the player of the game on Minor Talk. Let's go over to our hot hand of the night, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. This one's going to Tay Hardy. 19 points tonight, 8 assists. Uh, played great basketball. Almost all uh, He almost played the entire game 36 minutes tonight uh, and was just all over the place in a positive way. He looks much more improved from last year. Has an all-around game, all-around swagger to his performance. And very impressed by Tay Hardy. The hot hand of the night, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Hey, if you're looking for your nearest Master Cool deal. Check them out online. Win Supply El Paso. It's the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Paso. dot com. That's the Find a Dealer tab online at windsupplyelpaso.com. dot com. Guys, we turn the page. We look over to Austin P. They lost uh, to actually on Friday to George Mason, sixty seven to forty five. They beat Life, which I don't know what college that is. The College of Life. Ninety to seventy-two. They are one and one on the year. Demarcus Sharp leads them. A senior guard in the backcourt. They also have guys like Jalen Ware, uh, a front court member for them. He's a junior for them. They struggle offensively. Defense is where they play a little bit better. They're a uh, slower school too. They they don't have a fast tempo. They take their time on every offensive possession. They don't shoot the ball particularly well, but they do uh, you know hang on to that ball nicely. They don't. Necessarily have a lot of turnovers on their side, but this is a team out of the ASUN conference that is actually picked to be one of the worst teams of this conference. Uh, you know, and hey, uh, you know the ASUN conference sometimes produces squ- a good squad. Sometimes it, they're like middle of the pack. Austin P actually is middle of the pack, not necessarily the bottom of this. So the governors of Austin P will come to town on Friday, guys. How do you see this one? Miners should get the dub. It should be a victory for UTEP on Friday. But what do you want to see from this UTEP team on Friday uh, that you didn't see tonight? Zay, we'll start with you. What do you want to see from this group?
9: Yeah, I definitely want to see them convert on free throws. You know, uh, hit hit some threes. You know, I think yeah, I think it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad night. You know, perimeter shooting, but they really did live in the paint. So that can get old really quick. So hit some threes. Um, I'd expect this one to be you know a little bit closer than people expect. I think that's just how this, this is supposed to go. I think Utah pulls it out right, probably by double digits. But I think this one's a little closer throughout the throughout the whole game. So uh,
0: okay, uh, Alberto, your thoughts. What do you want to see from Utah?
6: I think I just want to see an improved Kevin Kalu. That would be really something that I just want to see. Nothing crazy. And just a little more action from the bench. I think today we didn't see a whole lot of guys like we did in the first two games. But I think Austin Peeves is like a little bit not as good of an opponent. I think you can get some more guys in there. And so, yeah, just to see some more depth. See what they can do.
0: good point there, hey Sal. Uh, real quick sidebar: KJ Lewis, El Paso Zone, twelve points, three rebounds, five assists. Arizona's win over the Southern Jaguars tonight, ninety-seven fifty-nine. He's playing for a top ten team in the nation, and he's actually playing, Sal. Good for KJ Lewis. One of El Paso's. We gotta put that like on every asterisk, El Paso Zone.
1: Right? No, yeah, and and even during the uh, the sports updates in the game, I was mentioning, nice. uh, You know, El Paso's gotta get that plug in, man. You definitely have to, but um, K.J. Lewis is a, is a highlight reel. I think we, we saw that here. Yes. Uh, you saw it, um, you know, when he uh, transferred over to Duncanville. Everybody knew what he could be, but uh, just to continue it, uh, you know, at the at the drop of a dime, it's, it's really – he's just wearing a different uniform. He's still the same K.J. That's the best part. Uh, definitely looking phenomenal. He already has tons of highlights, and it's barely, what, second or third game for him as a Wildcat. So it's fun to see and uh, rooting for him, you know, really to just uh, – go to that next level and look really good up until that point. Uh and so even beyond that, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm I'm very excited and bullish uh for uh you know KJ Lewis and the rest of you want to add anything there is that he went to chapin so you 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 feel uh you feel vindicated <laughs> and justified in, in saying anything here. I mean he was he was there yesterday. I mean Oh he, really? He, yeah he was there yesterday so that's so
9: cool. He just you know taking that drive down and then going back dropping twelve points for a top ten team.
0: What is he doing here? <laughs> nah that's really cool Good stuff for K.J. Lewis. I'm, I'm very happy for him. Hey, guys, we're winding it up here. Sal, your final thoughts, UTEP taking on Austin mm-hmm. P Friday. Uh, what do you want to see from the
1: Miners? Uh, what I want to see them do is um, is not allow as many offensive rebounds as they did tonight. They got outscored in second-chance points, 17-5. to 5. They could afford that, but uh, I think they got to assert their dominance as soon as they get the ball uh, You know more times than they did tonight. It was fun to see it, but let's see them grow from it.
0: Yeah, I want to see them grow from it too. That's where I'm, I'm kind of at right now. Um, yeah, I, they passed the eye test to me. That's what I learned tonight. I think the theme from tonight's minor talk is reassurance. I think they gave fans reassurance. They gave themselves reassurance. They gave coaching the coaching staff reassurance. Uh, and yeah, that's what maybe fans and everybody in this UTEP program or around this program needed is just kind of the reassurance that this program is headed on the right track, that they've got the right things in place, and at least you know it's a start it's not the end it's a start but at least it's more positive uh than where you might remember it ending off last year's season hey that'll do it for us here tonight we'll be back in action here on minor talk later this week we got a football on deck as well and uh yeah let's let's continue through it for Zegalindo for Alberto Reta for Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Brattes. Thanking you so much for listening and being a part of Minor Talk throughout the night. Presented by the Oscar ID at the Agency. We'll be back later this week here on 600 ESPN El Paso.